How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, um, you know, getting ready to move. Getting real sick of quarantine. Uh, I know you uh, had, had a little bit of a uh, tweet excitement over Rage Against the Machine, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, they rule as much as they did when I was 16, so that that's that discovery. That's outstanding. Um, you... Uh, described something, and we'll link to it, you described something that happens in progressive and left spaces all the time. I suspect doesn't happen in far-right spaces as much, although maybe in some particularly, you know, ones that are sort of based on that similar kind of specialized knowledge and language and theory and shit. It was a couple years ago, I was at this DSA meeting, um, and we were just getting off the ground. It was in the capital region of 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 New York, um, like the Albany area. And I'm from Schenectady and have a really good friend, let's call her Kelsey. She is, you know, she is a girl who had two kids by the time she was 20, um, extremely precarious employment, uh, has been in and out of jail, class oppressed, uh, and, and oppressed by the criminal justice system. And I and she likes Bernie Sanders and she likes, uh, you know, all these ideas and she doesn't like Trump and she definitely doesn't like Hillary Clinton very much. So I invite her along to this meeting. I really want to get her involved. And um, she told me later, you know, these people are all so, you know, fancy and smart and I didn't feel like fit in. And I tried my best to let her know that, like, it wasn't you know, they were just putting on airs, you know, like I did everything I could to make her feel comfortable, but it didn't work. She didn't come to another meeting. So I reach out to the listserv and I say, hey, my like friend who is like, you know, working class, uh, you know, didn't go to college, felt really uncomfortable by um, at the meeting. How can we make her feel more comfortable? And I got a couple of people who were like, oh, God, it's horrible. Yeah, let's, let's work it out. Let's figure this out. The chapter president, who we no longer talk to about, um, she, she turned out to be a massive turf, and we had to disown her. Um, but she hmm. says, I, I'm just saying, yeah. hmm, it's interesting that, that too, but, but I'm, getting, I, I'm I getting ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about all that. But um, she... She responded in this like really snotty way, like, oh, so you know, um, I'm working class too, and I understand all these things, and I don't think that um, you need to be uh, us or, you know, bourgeoisie to like get what we're talking about. And I was like, wow, that totally missed the point. But the thing is, I was two years ago, it was maybe three years ago, I myself was so snowed in by all these people. I myself was so you know, like, embarrassed at not knowing who, like, Bookchin was, you know, like, I just, I, I felt myself, and I didn't really do anything about it, so I, I just, and, and that has always rankled at me, and so I just was like, you know, I posted mm-hmm. something yesterday that was like, oh, or a couple days ago, that was like, uh, here's this dumbest dog shit thing that happened um, at a BSA meeting, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it seems to have really gotten a lot of traction. Like people are like, yeah, you know, same thing happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like my, I feel outnumbered by these people all the time. And it's just like, 
you know, Kelsey, my friend, is someone who is a born leader. She really is. She's whip smart. She organizes her own life in such a way that I can't organize my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I once told her often that she could probably get her felonies expunged and she just did it. Like she just called the wow. lawyer, paid the money and got That's, it done. Uh, I, having known many people in that process, it's no small feat to do that. And, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about how we construct intelligence really and how we, you know, what, what that means and what that means in different spaces. And, uh, uh, and I'm just hearing you talk about this person and saying, this is, you know, someone that could, you know, that is going to do a lot of good and, and someone you want, you know, on your, uh, uh, in your cell, you know? Yeah. You want someone who's that much of a go-getter on your side. But the problem is, she didn't feel at home. She didn't feel comfortable. And now she doesn't have an organizing home. I mean, what if the right wingers get to her before we can effectively get to her? You know what I mean? You know, the, the, the Proud Boys Tea Party or whatever. What if they offer um, a semblance of home and family and belonging that we should be offering all along? And she gets exactly. sucked into something like that and then deploys her tremendous skills and ability to that cause. I think she will. I don't, I hope she doesn't, but like, it's a possibility. And really what was, what made this feel like a really nuanced uh, kind of conversation was uh, that, you know, you, you, you managed to acknowledge that we are all working class in these spaces, but that, you know, different folks are socialized differently. And I wonder how much also this has to do with organizing around you know, sort of university communities versus not, was that, do you think that was a factor in this? I, I don't know anything about the, you know, the, the particular um, uh, branch. Yeah, totally. It was, uh, you know, like our branch, I love us. Uh, we rule, but we are a bunch of professors and adjuncts and, you know, you know, there's a couple high school teachers, you know, like and yeah. the reason they're poor is because they're in student debt. Right. I mean, yeah. they, you know, it has, you know, it's, they're definitely poor or, uh, and yeah. having been a product of that environment too, I've seen how the political spaces and other spaces that organize around, uh, uh, you know, with, you know, a lot of that maybe unreflective, uh, baggage. You know, like we're all working class. We should all find some way to, to get along. You know, I'm moving home. Um, I'm thinking about ways to radicalize people um, and I'm thinking about should I let people come to me, you know, advertise that I'm DSA and then let people come to me or should I go out into the community and hold workshops and um, hold conversations and get people, previously apolitical people, uh, on board. And I think the latter way is the way mm-hmm. to do it. I couldn't agree more. I think having forums, educational forums, uh, you know, with something as uh, innocuous as what is socialism uh, and, you know, even just sort of acknowledging that it's, you know, that it is a, that it's a pretty broad term uh, and then you cast that wide net. But I think that, you know, the, the, the way in which you approach communicating with people is so important, which is really what you're 
account here is all about. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, what, what experiences are those people going to have when they walk into a, a discussion? Um, and are they going to feel like uh, they're at a university lecture or are they going to feel like, you know, something, you know, more open and accessible? And it has zero to do with IQ or, or intelligence exactly. or whatever those, yeah. whatever those bullshit constructs are anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, so much more to do with, the you know with good faith effort on the part of uh you know the, the the person you know who's introducing you to these ideas so i actually struggle i i thought about this for a while and i thought maybe you know like doing a coffee with comrades type um you know mm -hmm. educational discussion where we're all equals and we're all talking about the problems we have and then we all explain how this is, you know, a constructed problem, constructed capitalism and how socialism will solve it. Something like that could be useful. But I think best way to get people educated is to get them involved as, mm -hmm. at the same time as we get them, um, at the same time as we get them to, you know, learn. Uh, they have to be doing something. So if we construct a campaign you know, maybe like a rent control campaign or, and, and I, I frankly, I don't do this under quarantine conditions. Mm -hmm. So this will all have to wait until all this shit is over, which is scary because it might never be over. Um, mm. It's going to be really different. You're still going to have to organize around rent as long as you're paying rent. Uh, exactly. And so, you know, obviously it's going to be different, but yeah. But I don't know how to deal with the condition you have now not everyone has an internet connection like that you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. you can't organize some of these people who are stuck in their homes with shitty internet you know you just can't do it mm -hmm. and who wants to sit in a zing all day you know very few people are doing that certainly not me <laughs> yeah i don't know that we should be abandoning our online culture um because i think the online culture does it attracts as many people as it, as it turns away, um, you know, and it creates lifelong stuff. Um, you know, I don't want to put that much responsibility on guillotine jokes, but just like mm -hmm. irony and memes in general and like the humor of something like a Chapo Trap House podcast, um, you know, like that, people really love it. People feel at home with that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And they feel like it's a respite from... The reason why liberals love The Daily Show so much during the Bush administration, you know? Right, right. It's like, it's, it's, these are the most honest people. People who call it as it is are the most honest people. And sometimes the only way to do that is with a shitty, you know, Bernie-laden guillotine joke, you know? Like... Sure. So, so your ideal person then is someone who can... Uh, you know, in a very relaxed way, tell guillotine jokes, but then also won't exclude people um, with high theory. Well, I don't think that online has anything to do with in-person organizing. So I don't really think it's relevant. Um, I think that the people, I think the people wielding the jokes online could also very well um, be doing really great in-person organizing work and can, rec and can read the room 
and can um, do what they're doing without alienating a whole bunch of people. I think that's possible. I think they're just two different audiences we're playing to online and, and in person. I think what needs to happen is there needs to be a whole lot more in-person organizing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do that when we're under quarantine. I appreciate all of the groups, including a lot of uh, different um, sections of DSA work that are being done online as best as people can. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've been on meetings with uh, over a thousand people on them. I think that's fucking awesome. But mm-hmm. I also agree that um, there's nothing like being in a room with people and strategizing and listening uh, and then going, you know, places and doing something. And uh, so, yeah, I don't, I, I, I am curious as to what this brave new world, uh, this sort of hybrid um, of being together and being apart is really going to create um, for organizing. Yeah, me too. I want to talk about uh, some of your stuff. Um, so you are uh, on Twitter at shut up Jaya and mm-hmm. uh, you also have uh, Jaya time dot substack.com yeah it's jay at time it's it's my newsletter um i talk about everything uh from you know what's going on in my life to the pieces i'm working on to just original opinion journalism and some media criticism thrown in as well i'm looking at this post uh it's number 14 from april 14 uh about uh you interviewing a shit dumpster yeah, that was actually my most popular post um, about a guy who's really into scat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a scat fetish. Um, and I just, uh, I, you know, I talked to him on Twitter. And next thing you know, we're having this lovely, heartwarming, ridiculous conversation about why he likes what he likes. And it was actually really sweet and really heartwarming. And I encourage everyone to check it out. I think that uh, that in order to uh, it feels like your approach to both politics and um, to your esoteric, more esoteric kind of writing is one of a real uh, openness and kind of willingness to. Um, uh, I don't want to, you know, use the the tired phrase "lean in," um, but you're definitely listening to um, to a lot of uh, different voices. It feels like in your stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. That that's yeah. I think that's kind of what what's happening. Um, he's coming out pretty soon about leftist gun culture, and um, you know I spent a lot of time with anarchists wielding guns, and um, I think I think it just takes like an op- you just have to you just have to listen without judgment. They are very serious about what they do. Um, they're often very trained with their guns. They know. They train all the time. Um, They know more about guns. Well, they know pretty much as much about their guns as as any NRA member does. I can't wait uh, to to see that. Anything else in the pipeline you want to talk about? I'm working on um, a lot of work about mutual aid right now. Um, I'm reaching, I'm currently, the eventual goal is a book, um, but I'm currently reaching out to anyone who's a mutual aid practitioner anywhere in the country. Um, to talk to them about um, the philosophy behind mutual aid and and what we all think it it means and how it might show us a path forward um, uh, politically in the post-Bernie era. If that's you, hit me up. I'm at Shut Up Jaya on on Twitter. Um, You know, definitely talk to me. 
I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I'm subscribing right now uh, to uh, jayatime.substack.com. You should mm-hmm. too. Uh, there's, ah. some, there's some good, good stuff in here. And uh, I think that it's, I mean, I, I like that uh, you talk about politics, but politics is not all that you talk about. Uh, and I, uh, I do hope that, um, your move goes well, uh, and that you most importantly keep, um, producing, uh, this good shit. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me over, uh, a semi-stable, uh, internet connection, uh, <laughs> during the apocalypse. I, I, yeah, I cannot anytime. imagine a better way to spend my morning. So thanks a lot, Jay. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Your support on patreon.com slash solidarityhouse ensures that we can deliver this content to the public for free.